Welcome to Synthaholics. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today you have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and David Duncan. Hello, Dave. Hello, how's it going? Good. Uh, today we are now on to Dune. Uh, we're in book three, almost at the very end, chapter 42 and 43. In this, uh, we get Paul writing a worm. We get Paul finding an old friend. And then possibly a standoff with uh, Stilgar. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so, uh, Too bad yeah, Paul so, wasn't named after a tit mouth. I mean, a tit, uh, tit bird. Like, you can be called me tit. Mm. You can call me tit mouse. Tit mouse. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so Paul is uh, just waiting out there for, in the sands for, to get picked up by a, a worm, like a bus. He's at the bus stop for worms. The worm stop. The worm stop. <laughs> uh, Does so, this make yeah, your worm, so, Willie? Does this make your worm long and twisty? <laughs> like a Buried screw. in the dirt. Buried in the dirt. Um, yeah, so so Paul is, uh, you know, we started him, like, seeing the gigantic worm coming towards him and uh how he uh mounts the worm dave that's it. that's just so kinky it is yeah and then just uh, like the duncan friend, idaho taught him <laughs> that's right so uh and dr they, uh he gets <laughs> he gets on he gets on to the uh the worm and then he gets the rest of the fremen that is with them that were hiding off in the distance to jump on and they kind of do this. They control the worm by like peeling back the like the, the segments with these hooks, and then the worm will roll so it doesn't get like sand and stuff inside the the segment. So it gets itchy. I mean, I mean, come on. Why would you want sand? Sand gets segment? everywhere in all your cracks. In all your naughty bits. So uh, Paul wants to head south, and he wants to see basically. Uh, his his uh, his new son Leto the second, and so he wants to head down there. But while they're heading there, uh, still, first of all, it's kind of weird. There's this weird like dynamic between Stilgar and Paul. Paul knows that like people are kind of worshiping him like a Messiah God kind of thing, and Stilgar is just trying to teach him how to do the basic Fremen stuff. And sooner or later, Paul's going to have to murder him because that's how ascension works. It's very like Roman Empire esque or Klingon esque. Well, we just murder the captain and then you become captain, right? That's how it goes. It's like the Terran Empire. Or so the, Paul, the Terran Empire, yeah. So Paul uh, wants to head south to see his family, but then Stilgar is like, um, the men want to attack the Harkonnens, and Paul's like, oh, we're going to head south. Um, and then Stilgar says that he should go to the uh, the Cave of Birds. But um, at the titmouse, Paul, yeah. 
So, anyways, um, uh, from there, all of a sudden, we realize now Stilgar is noticing that the people that are like there, the Fremen, are like almost like worshiping Paul. Like he is like the guy. It's and like Stilgar's- almost like staying alive is making this prophecy that I'm scared of happening come to pass. Yeah, so um, so from this is that he realized that there might be an issue. Like, he's like, oh, my God, we're going to have to fight. And he's going to, like, Stilgar knows that because Paul knows the weirding way that he probably will kill him. So I don't, and I don't know how far they've gone with training everybody with the weirding way and fighting. So They didn't really mention that so much in the book. Like in the movie, no. it's, in the movie, it's very specific. He's like, I'll teach 100 well, the people. Movie, it's, They'll teach 1,000. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. yeah, but but uh, they're supposed to. He's supposed to teach. I mean, Jessica and Paul are supposed to teach the the people the weirding way so they could be like unstoppable. The Fremen, but um, this is when they see an ornithopter start flying, and so the Fremen all jump off the worm and they kind of like hide in the sand. And uh, then they realize that this ornithopter is not Harkonnen but smugglers. So uh, Paul and Stilgar are going to go and uh, basically get the smugglers out of their territory and so they're going to get a set of trap for them and uh this is where we go to our next chapter and this is where we get the reunion paul uh, we see gurney gurney hollick again and he's with his troop of smugglers that we saw that he joined some time ago Man, he's got his harp. He's playing wet ass pussy some more. It's great. <laughs> whap, 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 whap. <laughs> the um, smugglers are thinking about killing him because that's the only song he knows. <laughs> dude, you gotta learn another song. <laughs> like, what about "Dust in the Wind"? Can we do that one? That's um, too on the nose for Arrakis. I mean, come on, we gotta talk about things that are opposite of dry and sandy. Uh, yeah. So, as Adel- Admiral Akbar says, it's, it's a, a trap. trap. And they get caught into the trap with the Fremen, and basically their their ornithopter shot down by rockets. And um, then uh, Gurney goes to uh, fight the Fremen, but uh, then says that uh, he has to put his weapon away because one of the Fremen there is Paul Atreides. And Gurney tells all his all the smugglers to stand down, st- don't fight, and. Um, and that you know, obviously there was a mistake, and somebody, he's, oh, because somebody says this is a mistake. They didn't mean to kill it. And like they killed a mistake, killed a bunch of our friends there, Gurney. So one of the guys of the smugglers say in the background, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> um, so uh, Paul then introduces Gurney to Stilgar, and uh, this is Stilgar's my friend like, who will oh. murder very very soon. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh, Stilgar's like, oh, I've heard of you. You, you know, Paul's talked about how good you are with, uh, you know, playing the instruments. So, and, um, your tales of lettuce so, pussy has been heard long ago. You, you know the song WAP. And the mug, smuggler's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not again. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Paul then apologizes to the other smugglers that, uh, that, they killed all those guys. <laughs> our bad. Were, we didn't mean to. <laughs> but you guys are kind of tra- trespassing on our land. And they're like, dude, we didn't see any signs, dude. This land is our land. This land's not your land. land. Um, so Gurney uh, then 
uh, basically says that he is uh, uh, that he's going to be uh, he'll he'll serve with Paul. Like you know, I'll, you know. Of course, I'm with you. I just didn't know you were alive this whole time. So uh, Gurney's welcome back to Paul, and um, this is where we come into. Um, uh, a big wind was coming, uh, like a storm was coming in, and they had to all hide. So that was one of the things they had to do. So they had to go into the caves. So they go to the cave of birds, and uh, and then this is where Gurney finds out that uh, Paul is Muad'Dib that everyone's talking about. You're so he's like, oh, he's like, oh, that's why everyone's he's so he's so good at everything because it's all the stuff I taught you. I thought I taught Muad'Dib somehow. So, but when Paul and Gurney are talking quietly themselves, uh, they find out that uh, they have Sodakar warriors in the smugglers that have infiltrated the smugglers. And the Fremen are basically have rounded them up and it's going to kill them. And then Paul uh, talks to the Sodakar captain and tells him that he's Muad'Dib, Paul Atreides, and then he wants to let him go, and let him go tell the emperor that he's alive. Let's start a fight, please. But the uh, one of the other Sardaukar guys like takes his knife and tries to tries to get Paul because mm-hmm. they've got hidden knives all over them. They're kind of like the Klingons, and how like you can put them in jail, but their clothes will somehow put together a phaser. Right. Um. And then. Uh, so he wants. He just wants to say, "Let the let the Sarakar captain go," because they killed out the other two ones when they were fighting with him. So there was three all together. So and then we get into uh, Stilgar um, and Paul. Basically, uh, the captain kills point. one of the guys, though, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But then we find out that Stilgar is like, "Oh, now you're you're taking over control of everything, so you have to kill me." And then. Um, they said something like, "Do you uh, do you think I wish to cut off my right arm?" Uh, so um, we will work a plan just, around this. We just we we don't have to kill each other, Stilgar. We can work with each other. So, anyways, uh, and this is where and argue about who killed who. Who killed who? So, and then we get uh, Gurney uh, goes to oh, Ger- they're going to go meet up with uh, Paul's mom, Jessica, and then Gurney's like that. Lying witch. I'm gonna kill her. Betrayed everybody. I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna kill her. You know, so he doesn't know that obviously that Dr. Yui was the traitor. The traitor. This traitor will be worth more than even ten legions of Sadwakar. Yes. So uh that wraps up there. I mean it was kind of a transition. It's nice to see Gurney Hollock back. Uh Dave, what do you think? Anything to say about these two chapters? Uh, they were fun, like the the the, the worm writing parts. I was actually hoping there'd be a little bit more than than the movie, mm-hmm. but uh, actually there was kind of a little bit less than there than there was in the movie. Yeah, so the movie somehow. was more. There was more. There's more, you know, chord uh, like uh, rock chords being played while they in the movies. Yeah, it was. It's kind of weird. Like it's just like in, in the places where I thought the book would be expanded, the book is actually contracted compared to the movie and then some other places and vice versa it's, it's really kind of strange that like 
but I guess it kind of goes back to what I was saying, like way, way back in like the first couple of chapters where Frank Herbert kind of writes like a playwright where he's like more interested in the dialogue and a lot less interested in what's happening around. Yeah. Right. Right. So like, I guess that's yeah. where like the creative liberty with the movie comes They're just like, well, you know, this is, this is what they're talking about. So we can show how we interpret, you know, that to happen based on what they're talking about. Whereas Frank Herbert doesn't give you a ton of action, uh, in, in the book itself, which is, interesting way of doing it just you know you're just understanding what's happening based on like the dialogue very very play playwright like which is a interesting mm-hmm. way to do it yeah it doesn't it, unless he's talking about landscapes oh yeah yes he doesn't he doesn't get into like how a character looks or how they feel or um he just kind of just like Except the blue with the blue eyes. That's about as far as it goes. It's like, well, I like people with blue eyes. Sometimes the clothes, the clothes, you'll talk about the clothes. But, I mean, it's very, very... Very uh, quick. Very, like, yeah. Um, Yeah, I I agree. The the worm ride was very quick. It didn't last very long. Um, Definitely good to see Gurney back, like you were saying. Good to have Gurney back. I mean, I'm sorry, I just cannot picture Gurney without thinking Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I know. Even though they always say like he's like this ugly, horrifying, ugly man, yeah, and exactly. then they also have Josh Brolin playing him in the new movie, also not an ugly man. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of ugly when he was Thanos, but I mean, he had yeah, but CGI. they made him look like that. he had CGI yeah, help right. for that. I mean, even right. as Cable uh, and Deadpool, he had the scar and stuff. He's still like a rugged, handsome man. So it's just like, eh, well, yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> I know. I was actually. They should have cast about, Danny uh, DeVito as uh, as Gurney. <laughs> but he's still dressed as the Penguin from Batman Two. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> 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 um, I was thinking about um, you know the the movie uh, Dune because you know uh, Patrick Stewart's in it. But I also was thinking uh, the nineteen eighty one movie Excalibur. Patrick Stewart's in that too. Yeah. And like you see him, you're like, "Holy shit, that's Patrick Stewart!" Like you know, it's like that guy's been in movies forever. Yeah, he has yeah. long time, long time going. Um, He's also in Robin yeah, Men so, in Tights. Well, yeah, that's a little later. But, can't forget that. Uh, I don't know. So Dune, um, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just we're connecting this uh, the muscle to the bones here and like how the rest of the story is going to like shape up. Obviously Paul is now officially a Fremen man for, you know, riding the worm and taking control of that. Get that worm ridden. Now he's letting the emperor know that he's still alive. So they have a showdown. Yeah. And And it's just going to come to that showdown real quick because there's not a whole lot of the a whole lot of the book left. No, we're like, we're just about at the end of it right now. Yeah. And it's just going to come to a head real quick. And then, um, yeah, and then we get to see Gurney back, so that was cool. So, uh, I, I, yeah, hear, I, I hear I hear Baron Vladimir Hakonin's death isn't nearly as elaborate in the uh, book as it was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it is either. No. <laughs> he like flies around like a lunatic or whatever in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird, and it was so bad how they did it. They did so terribly. So yeah, um, yeah, so good stuff. I uh, can't wait to get these next couple chapters. I mean, like I, like I think we're only a couple more episodes away and finished. Yeah, we're three episodes in this book. 
our book review will be done of this uh, of the first book of Dune. Yeah, and so. we're talking a couple weeks ago. We'll probably take I don't know if we said it on air, but we'll probably take a, like, so a break after Dune and let us know if you like the book club series. If it's something you want us to continue or or not. Yeah, or maybe there's a book that you would like us to read, or you know, maybe that'd be something we could look into as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so guys, if uh, you have different thoughts, if you want to say something else that we might have missed, please hit us up. You can uh, email us at syntaholics at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also go to our Facebook page, Facebook forward slash groups forward slash um, syntaholics, and you can talk to us there. Or you can also just uh, hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is syntaholic, Duo. And uh, tweet us there. And if this show is something you want to support, please go to our Patreon, Patreon for slash Synthaholics. So, okay, Dave. Absolutely. We've rode that worm all the way to the south, apparently, until we shut down the ornithopter. <laughs> the South Pole. South, south Pole. Pole. We got the rednecks. We're on the back of the worm shooting guns. <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeehaw! All high on spice. <laughs> There's no other way to write a worm. <laughs> All right, well, guys, until next week, let the spice flow. No. See you later. Well, McCoy, my boy, come mix me a drink. Before the night's over, I'll puke in the sink. And we'll cry till we laugh. And we'll both shit our pants. You're the best drinking friend I